This is Trinity Western University's Chapel Podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Reese, and he oversees the Challenge Ministry. And Reese, I'd love you to come up. Reese is just back from Hawaii. Sure. And um, so, Reese, welcome. I've really enjoyed working with you this year, Reese, and getting to know you a bit. And just um, experiencing the heart that you have, the vision you have for the challenge for men's ministries, Mm. and the passion that you bring to really encountering Mm. Christ and inviting others to encounter Mm. Christ in very real and meaningful ways. Thank you. I appreciate that. So as you join us, I know you're just coming back from Hawaii. Could you just tell us what was in brief, just a brief little highlight? Oh, man. Um, For anyone who's been to Hawaii, you can't count how many highlights there are. Um, so many God stories. I feel like, other than watching sea turtles and eating poke, um, the, probably the coolest thing was we were, we were serving with Habitat for Humanity, which is an organization uh, that brings uh, low-income families into homes, like, quick. And so we were just there painting homes, trying to get things finished, and the first day I remember showing up, and... Uh, our group, we were standing in a big circle, and one of our supervisors, his name was Josh, he was there, kind of big sunglasses on, drinking a monster energy, big cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and I was kind of just like, man, this is like a kind of an austere looking guy, not, not sure how things are going to go here. He was really warm and kind throughout the week, and we as a team really committed to um, introducing the gospel to him. And through, a, I mean, it's so hard to share everything that happened, but through a lot of conversations, a lot of just like relationship building, um, by the end of the week, I mean, we were having him over for dinner, his family over for dinner, and um, he, by the end of the week, was like, you know what, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at church, and I'm going to profess Christianity as my faith. And so that's, that was crazy. I mean, it was one of those things where if someone told you at the beginning of the week that this was going to be the result at the end of the week, I would have been like, yeah, right. But... It happened, so it was cool. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Reese. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. And as you return and enter into this semester, um, I know we've talked already a bit about the challenge and kind of a little bit about what you've got in store. I just wonder from the beginning, Reese, if you could tell us what is the challenge and what drew you to lead this ministry? Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, for me personally, in my life, I've had a lot of examples of great men. Uh, I think of my dad and my grandfather primarily. Um, I knew that um, if I were to model my life after exemplary men, um, then I would fail uh, because uh, that's what men and women do, we, is we, we fail a lot of times. So the challenge exists to um, not gather together all the coolest men in the world and be like, okay, here are our examples of who to follow. Um, We really wanted to exalt um, the greatest example of living here on earth, which is Jesus Christ, and be like, okay, how can we model our life after how Jesus walked when he was uh, here on earth? And so the challenge is is a gathering um, and kind of a bit of a movement that um, 
exists primarily for that, looking at Jesus and be like, how can we be men under the authority of Jesus? And so we gather on Tuesday nights, we do a few other things, but that's kind of primarily what we do. And um, for me, I think there are a few reasons why I decided to um, lead the challenge. Um, the first reason was I think I saw too many men, including myself even, who resisted being challenged by other men. Um, there was this real sense of uh, kind of, I'm gonna do it myself, you know? And uh, I don't need the community of people around me who are gonna like push me forward. Um, and so that's kind of one thing that I saw and I was really excited to see a ministry where people can come and let all their pride, competitiveness, and their mass just kind of stripped before the Lord. Um, and so, and I've really seen that happen. It's been, it's been wonderful. And number two, I think another reason why I decided to lead the challenge was because I, um, I get really, really excited when I see men take hold of this call to togetherness. And I've really seen that, and it's been a huge blessing. So mm -hmm. a real, like inviting men to a real shift from feeling they have to do it all on their own to being in a community with 100%. other guys and supporting one another 100%. and praying for one another. And yeah. Exactly. Oh, cool. So that's one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I'm going to lead this ministry. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you love about leading this ministry? Wow. Um, love a lot of things about leading the challenge. Probably number one would be, I think there are just so many, uh, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think God can really use this and work through this, but there are so many spaces that we go into where um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of distraction. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, for me, I even attend a church where there's lights, there's loud music, there's programs and all that stuff. And again, yeah. the Lord can really work through that. One of the things that I was excited to do with the challenge is, is have an environment where um, it's kind of just stripped down, um, mm -hmm. that there's just the space where we can rid ourselves from a lot of the distraction that we mm -hmm. might, you know, put in place at a regular yeah. gathering. Um, and just see something a little bit different. Um, the first few meetings we had, this is back when it was warmer, we can't really do this anymore, but we were meeting in the Rhymer Underground parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I remember. Um, that, was, that sounds so random. I mean, it's just <laughs> underneath the calf, right? It's so gross, there's like water dripping from the roof. It's like a cave. Um, and so we, we were there and I think um, it was just really powerful to see that mm. there were men who were like, yeah, I'm gonna commit to this even though I'm gonna sit on cold concrete. Yeah. And I'm not gonna be in like this comfy chair and, yeah. and have like coffee and cookies and like, yeah. you know, someone's gonna, you know, I, I mean, all the above, right? It yes. was just cold, um, yeah. damp, weirdly, yeah. and like really raw and authentic. Yes. So yeah. I kind of enjoy that. And we're, we kind of, we continue to have that heart of like, really? we're gonna strip this down a little bit. Um, now we're in the global yeah. lounge, it has couches, so big upgrade, but um, that's still at the heart of what we do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe too posh now. A little too posh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got to repent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. Got to repent. That's right. Yeah. And move back down to the underground. Yeah. 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 I heard good. When, you know, when you guys were meeting in the underground, I had people tell me, "Whoa, Jen, the challenge this week was so great. We were in the underground. Yeah. So maybe you need to, you know." Yeah. Take Bring it to back the dripping the hype. water. Bring back the hype. The dripping that's water. Yeah. The bats. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. What do you think are the most pressing issues that, say, men on this campus um, would be dealing with right now, Reese? Mm. Or what do you think are the most pressing issues for men on this campus? Um, well, I believe 
the most pressing issue in general for men on this campus would probably be isolation. Mm. Um, I know that there are a lot of men and it's that, that just struggle with isolating themselves. Mm. And I don't mean that there are too many men with too little friends. I mean mm. that there are too many men who are mm. too isolated in their sin. Oh. And um, I think that sometimes we can create at Trinity this false sense of like community, yep. but really not step into what that truly means. Mm. Um, so isolation can mm. be a bit of a problem um, mm. because we can go through our life um, every day hanging out with the same people yeah. and we are vulnerable, maybe to a degree, yeah. but when it comes to really confessing our sin mm. and shedding light on our sin, yeah. then that's a little uncomfortable for a lot of us. Yeah. And I know I've found that in my own mm. life. Um, Paul talks about in Ephesians that when... Um, like evil becomes visible when exposed to the light. Mm. Um, and yeah. when our sin is visible, um, that, that truly leads us to a place of repentance, but it also leads us to deeper community. And so yeah. I think one of the largest issues, most pressing issues for men on this campus is isolation. Mm. Um, some of the solutions to that really, I think number one is uh, go see a therapist. Um, mm. I, I know that for someone who's isolated in their sin, yeah. um, the, the biggest step is just having one person where you can go and be yeah. like, hey, this is actually something I'm struggling to yeah. tell people about. Yeah. Why, why do I think that is? And wrestling with that. So yeah. go see a therapist. Counseling for me reordered my life in a time when there was a lot of instability. Mm. Um, and I was able to confess and like speak about things that yeah. um, I was actually, that was really hindering me in my efforts towards building community. Mm. And so... Yeah. Um, Number one would be would be counseling, and, and number two would be um, just practicing confession with mm. um, a group of people who you really trust. Um, when I was a couple of years ago, I had two of my closest friends. We created a what we call the transformation trio. I think it's an idea that Mark Clark came up with at Village, and it's a list of questions that um, three people get together and they they go over uh, these questions together. And um, I saw in my life that was just a real stabilizing aspect mm. of of my week. Yeah. Every Tuesday morning, we go to Wendell's, we get a coffee, and mm. we just go through these questions and confess. Mm. Um, that, that changed my life in a big way. So, you know, yeah. there's something so freeing about being able to speak your sin to someone else and yeah. hearing those words in person, you are forgiven. Like, yeah. I think we do know we're forgiven, yeah. but when we're struggling and caught in sin, there is something about being able to confess that to another person and hearing in our own ears and yeah. in an embodied way. That yeah. you are forgiven we are forgiven sure. i am forgiven and we all struggle we all have mm -hmm. our like i got my list you yeah. know like mm -hmm. we all have those mm -hmm. things that are yeah. that we often continually bring back yeah that's true so i was gonna ask you like what would you say to men struggling with that but i hear that like you've you've really responded well like thank you for giving us like ideas of how we yeah. could enter into confession is there anything further that you would say to men or women that are wondering about moving into this confession, how to enter into confession? Yeah, I mean, confession uh, is really, it's uh, scarily, I think, of a, a bit of a lost art in our, in our liturgy and tradition today. Um, there are a lot of traditions who do confession really well, mm -hmm. and I actually really um, admire the, the Catholic Church for how well mm -hmm. they emphasize con mm -hmm. confession. Um, I would, yeah, I would say confession is one of those things that um, 
when like a sin confessed leads to repentance, mm. and repentance leads to holiness. Mm. And so confession has a vital role in our line to holiness yeah. and sanctification. Yeah. Um, and so if you just really want to change your behavior, um, you're not going to go anywhere by letting sin stay in the dark. Yeah. Um, and so exposing things to the light yeah. allows evil to become visible, yeah. and visible evil is so much easier to walk away from than mm. hidden evil. Yeah. yeah. I always loved about the word confession. It means like to say the same thing as. Yeah. So to say with God what God already knows and what we already know, right. but yeah. to speak it together, yeah. right? And then repent just to turn back to where God and just that turning again and again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a beautiful mm -hmm. rhythm, I think, yeah. that life that we could yeah. hold yeah. in life. For sure. How have you experienced God um, in, your, yeah. uh, in men's ministry here on campus, mm -hmm. Reese? Well, in so many ways, uh, I think, number one, just with the, the jokes and the laughs, like, I think God really honors us in our sense of humor, and I mean, even last night, these guys were like, and this, this sounds kind of shady, but they were like, we were all like, oh, like, how much money would, you know, Reese, would you take if you were to, like, roar in the middle of your chapel speech or something like that, so I'm not going to do that, but they were like, so, no, no, and I was like, no way, or, like, slip in some, like, cheesy song lyrics or something like that, um, like, yummy or something like that, so, uh, they, what do you think? What do you think? That, that, that's 20 bucks, boys. Um, no, I, uh, I th there's just stuff like that where I think it's just fun. It, it builds community. And the challenge is just kind of about hanging out yeah. sometimes. Uh, I've really experienced God um, in, a, in my own leadership. Um, uh, I'm, I'm like a pretty insecure guy, really, when we get down to it. Um, when I step into something that involves a lot of risk, um, I start to question myself big time. Um, so when we started brainstorming about what the challenge could look like, I was just struck with a lot of fear. Um, like, really, we're going to, like, do a podcast, or really, we're going to go into an underground parking lot and do this thing? I was like, what if no one shows up? Better yet, what if someone writes in the declassified and says, there's this weird men's Bible study in the underground parking lot, help. Like, this is, Trinity's weird now. Um, so I think... I think there was this deep kind of like insecurity of mm -hmm. like, man, what if people just don't show up? Yeah. Um, what if I don't get the numbers? Mm. What if, I, I think there's this deep fear, what if it's insignificant? Mm. Um, and I, I've seen God really um, work through uh, my insecurity as a leader as I've been able to simply just tell him like, like Holy Spirit, just take the challenge. Mm -hmm. It's yours. Mm -hmm. A simple kind of submission and then all of a sudden, the success like that is no longer mine. Mm. It's no longer up to me. Mm. Um, it's just the Lord's. And yeah. he, can take, he can take this thing, do with, do with it what he will. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have much to do with it anymore. Mm. I just get to kind of open my hands and be like, Lord, do, do mm. you. Mm. Um, get and caught help. up in what God is doing. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and would mm. I be so unforgettable mm. in this whole operation? Mm. And would you be so memorable, God? Mm. And so that's, that's kind of uh, how I've experienced God. It's really been through my, personally, my own kind of leadership journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I hear that often from you even, your desire for men to encounter God, not you, but to encounter yeah. God directly and yeah. just come mm -hmm. to, to Christ, like yeah. to the foot of Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. um, I hear you work with a great team of guys. Um, yeah. I've listened to your podcast. And yeah. I really loved 
the first one, you know, where they all took turns saying like yeah, what they yeah. thought a man was and their identity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And since I've just appreciated the diversity of voices, um, and I wonder if you could just, um, I think some of these guys are here. Are you here, guys? Are you still here? If yeah, you are, stand, can you stand, stand up. up and come into the light just so we can see you? Come on, come, right come into right the here. light. Yeah, yeah. Just stop right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Okay. Can I, you Reese tell us who they are? Yeah. So, so Antonio on the right, Reese okay. in the middle, Reese Morgan, and Manny on the left. Um, awesome. And you guys, you guys can take a seat now that everyone's yeah, seen you. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, <laughs> three, three of the biggest weirdos I know, um, and I. Uh, I really the the coolest thing about doing ministry is you're doing it with friends. Mm. Um, I would have not lasted till now um, at all if I hadn't had these three guys mm. kind of working with me. Um, each of them just being deeply great mm. friends. Um, yeah, I mean, even with them, it was at the beginning where uh, it was at the end of last year um, or last school year. I think Reese and I, we were, um, we were driving a story. We were going to pick up GameCube games from some guy on Facebook Marketplace. And we were, uh, we were driving, and Reese was like, you know what? Like, let's start a podcast. And I was just like, no way. That sounds so fun. Um, and so uh, now, now that every other person starting a podcast is not as cool anymore. But I think uh, one, of the, one of the great things is that we were able to come together and be like, okay, how are we going to do this thing differently? Yeah. Um, how are we going to reach um, people with the kind of message that we've owned um, in, a, in a way that people are really going to listen, they're going to receive. And so yeah. that's kind of, it's, it's been great doing ministry with friends and it's been mm. a joy. Tell us a bit about the podcast too, Reese, yeah. your experience with that. Yeah. Um, so the podcast uh, was something that even it, from the start we were like, Okay, we do, we do have a huge heart for men at Trinity, but we believe the message of the challenge we wanted to like amplify to beyond. Yeah. Um, so we got together and um, we created a list of a certain like amount of leaders who we wanted to um, contact and be like, okay, how, we can have, we're gonna have a conversation with these people about certain yeah. issues that we believe are relevant to men yeah. today. Mm -hmm. um, we were really inspired by a few other podcasts that engaged with um, contemporary culture and what it's like to follow Jesus yeah. in the space that we live in today. Mm -hmm. um, and so our podcast is about Jesus. Yeah. It's, about how to, it's about how to disciple under Jesus as a man. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's something unique about that, just yeah. as there's something unique about discipling yes. under Jesus as a woman. And so um, we, yeah, we've, we've just been having conversations with a yeah. number of different people from uh, James Ellis to yeah. Um, Matt Menzel is a pastor in yeah. Vancouver to recently Chris Price um, and uh, they've just been really helpful conversations. I mean, people have been listening all over the world, which has been kind of yeah. funny, kind of yeah. scary as well. Um, I mean, we, we looked at a little map and it was like Norway, Singapore, <laughs> Germany, whatever, wow. you know. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. My okay. brother out in Ontario, I told him about the pod uh, oh, nice. cast and he listens to the Challenge podcast. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just been kind of cool to see that this, this has kind of had a, a wider reach than just mm -hmm. here. Um, and yeah. it's been a lot of fun as well. So. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that confession, like we've talked a bit around confession, a bit about confession. I know that it's actually something that you hold quite dear in the challenge, like a value yeah. um, mm -hmm. and a spiritual practice. 
Um, I wonder if you could share with us a bit of your passion for it, but we've, because we've already talked a little bit around it, I also wondered if today you would be willing to take us through a bit of just invitation into corporate confession. Um, yeah. uh, we're in Ash Wednesday, so today is Ash Wednesday, yeah. and we're entering into Lent. Mm -hmm. And as we go into these 40 days, just entering into recognizing Christ's sacrifice for us and yeah. our own sinfulness, but how we are so forgiven because yeah. of Christ on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it would be wonderful if you would yeah. lead us in a little time of entering Ash Wednesday through a brief time of confession together. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, here, here's what we'll do. Um, it, I don't know if we have enough time to really split off and like do this um, kind of uh, bigger corporate confession, but what I'd love to do is just, even in sharing the, the, the vital role of confession in our journey to holiness, um, I would love us to just take a little bit of time of silence. Um, I know that can kind of be uncomfortable in such a big space like this, but if we could just take a, a minute of silence. I'll just, actually time us on a minute of silence. A minute of silence. So that uh, I'll say go, and then we'll have the silence, and then I'll say stop. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. Uh, but I'll let us know, yeah. and we'll hold one. Well, perfect. Minute. And and I'll just I'll just lead us into a time of prayer, and then let's just spend a minute and allow whatever sin is in your life to become visible before the Lord. Mm. And just maybe hold that into the light, yeah. like actually just allow the light of Christ mm -hmm. to shine upon that. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll pray. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, would you just shine your light? on our humanness? Would you expose what's dark in us so that we could be more like you? And Lord, we're just gonna take some time of silence just to come before you now. Amen. And I have this reading, this poem for Ash Wednesday to uh, bring us to a close. It's called Blessing the Dust. And in this time of confession and in our lives, we recognize we are dust so much, right? We recognize our own, <clears throat> our own shortcomings, our own uh, jars of clay. So this is um, a poetic reflection by Jan Richardson on 1 Corinthians 6.1, and that is, as we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. No, you are forgiven. Blessing the dust, a blessing for Ash Wednesday. All those days you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face towards the wind and be scattered to the four corners, or swept away by the smallest breath as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? This is the day we freely say we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. 
This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes, that makes its home inside the soil of this sacred earth. So let us be marked not for sorrow, and let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are, but for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. May this blessing go with you this Ash Wednesday and into Lent. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus. Every week, you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics. So go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel. Much love and happy listening. <laughs>